Chillax, a Singapore podcast where you listen to this, our boy talk about life, news, and anything interesting. Welcome back to another episode of Chillax. I hope all of you are having a great day so far. I think this episode is going live on 2nd of January 2022. So now we are the new year already. So happy new year everybody. And I hope you all are enjoying the new year holiday so far. I think... I, I, I'm recording this way that once, so I haven't really <laughs> experienced my Christmas and New Year's yet, so we shall see, we shall see, maybe I'll, I'll give an update um, next year, <laughs> then I think for this episode, it's a New Year special, you'll be kind of reflecting on uh, the year, reflecting on different things, I think a lot of things has happened for this year, because it's... I graduated, if y'all didn't know. If y'all, if y'all read the Spotify description or just the podcast description, y'all would know that I graduated one year ago. And I think this new year kind of marks at least... Okay, I already long past the one year mark already, like about two months ago. But this new year's kind of mark a one year working life thing. A transition, isn't it? It's like... it's. I, I don't think it's a tough thing to transition away from uni to work. But it's just like like something has gone. Something has yeah, lose something going from uni to to working life and now you you are in complete uh full adulthood where you have I don't know responsibilities I guess you need to work and save money. You can't like relax, chill and do nothing every day, right? And I guess this whole year is kind of a momentous year where I just get into the grind and get into the whole uh, habit of just working. I mean, it's not really a habit, right? You got no choice here to work. But that's that. So essentially, I think, I think I'm just glad that I was able to land a job when I graduated. I was able to... How I got a job was... I think my resume was quite stacked to begin with really. So it was quite easy to get interviews and and the, the only difficult part was sealing the interview. Uh my resume was stacked in a way where I was I, I had overseas working experience. I had like big names inside my, my resume. That's why I was able to get interviews. But I was never able to seal the deal because you know during COVID nineteen times, right? There's tons of uh, graduates and a lot of people are shrinking their their job or like like they are they are taking a conservative approach so they are not hiring as much so at the end of the day right there's only a limited amount of jobs available so they can always pick the most fitting people they have the best candidates to choose from and i was good enough to get an interview but i was never good enough to seal the deal i was not the perfect fit for them so i had a lot of like interviews with different companies but it didn't go through so it, it, I think it ended up in becoming a case where I was I was able to get into traineeships. Uh so for the foreigner for for our foreigners here who are listening, like I think our government to help all these graduates who who graduated in this COVID nineteen times where they are out of job, they supported companies, like I think they give them subsidies to help hire uh graduates. So in in essence what this means is that they are paying about I, I forgot how much really they are paying 80% of the salary and then the companies pay 20% I, I, I don't really remember correctly but but it, it 
it essentially is they are paying a huge sum of your salary and it's part of a traineeship in that sense and you're earning somewhat of a standard entry-level pay and I was able to get to this kind of jobs and, and comparing it to my friends, people who are coming from uh, private universities, I think that they, they had it more worse because you have so many graduates and you know you have the top dogs, the NTU and US managed to get the good jobs to begin with. Then the middle tier unis will get the traineeships. Then the bottom tier private unis don't get anything. They end up, I think a lot of my friends end up doing internships or even lower level traineeships where they are not even paid a full standard salary. They are getting underpaid, which is absolutely terrible. So I'm kind of happy and grateful that I'm in my position because I didn't end up going for a traineeship in the end. Um, somebody just called me. I was applying a, a lot of my jobs on different job portals. And one of those HR consultancy firms where I actually applied to, they, they stored my CV. Generally, that's how they do it. Right? Everybody, like they are recruiting for companies. Then you apply through those, through, through their portal and they save your CV so that whenever they have new jobs, they can look for candidates and that's how I got found by this consultant and he offered me like a contract role and at that time I think um, it was a decision between a traineeship that was a, like six, six months to a year I think it's one year it's a one year traineeship that provided like 2.5k straight up cash which is not too bad it's a standard kind of um, um, pay that you get after you minus your CPF and that was not too bad. But then there's also the um the consultant that offered a contract role that paid about uh 3.3k alongside with CPF, right? And then you deduct that, so it's about 2.6 or something, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And 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 it was quite a decision you had to make because I think the traineeship had the traineeship and the and the contract role was about the same because at the end of the day, it's up to them to decide whether they want to hire you or not. It's not a guaranteed. But I just went with the contract role because even though the contract role was six months as compared to traineeship, which is one year, that one paid higher because that one got CPF. And, and I just went, went along with it. I, I didn't even know what the company was about. But, I, but, but it was a good surprise because Everybody was very nice there. And, and the company being like a HR recruitment firm, they really emphasized a lot on um, like workplace benefits, work-life balance and all of these things. So the culture was generally very nice. People are nice and which was very, very surprising. I, I spoke to a lot of my friends and they say this is the kind of workplace where it's pretty rare because everybody there is very nice, supportive. I mean, sometimes you have those uh, managers squabble behind other people's back, but not to the point where it's so toxic that things are not moving, where people are generally nice to you. And if you do good things, if you accomplish certain things, they will, they will be very straight out with giving you credit, which is very surprising. And when things, when I do things that is part of my job scope, right, not beyond my job scope, and they also compliment, which, which, which was a bit hard to accept because... It's part of my work, right, right? But then why are you complimenting me? But that is the culture that, you know, that, that is so rare and, and hence I decided to stay. 
yeah. I think that is one of the reasons why I decided to stay. I, fe- I felt that to me, culture is superior to all else, like everything. Some people would, of course, say that um, learning opportunities is much better because that's how you earn more money, right? But I think at this stage of my life, um, okay, I think my stage is kind of different from the rest who are of the same age. Gen- generally, people at this age will be like slogging like crazy, learning as much as possible. But I felt that my perspective changed a lot really by now. And my focus is really very much on um, like developing myself, finding the work-life balance to have time for my own side projects, um, working at a decent job to earn some money. I'm, I'm not interested to have, I'm not interested in having children. I'm not interested in having a family. Hence, um, getting to a high-paying job, getting good money is not really a thing for me. I can just save up for myself maybe for my parents to some extent but overall everything is all about a good work-life balance a good working culture where i don't have to you know suffer mentally like you know noc all these kind of situation like shopee which is absolutely terrible hence i'm very, I'm very grateful for the situation i'm in and then just having the time to do whatever i want which is one of it is is this podcast I really enjoy it. I think deep down, like if people ask me what I want to do in the future, I, I, I know I want to do like community related stuff, community building. And this is part of one of those community building stuff. Yeah, I'm creating content. I'm, cre- I'm sharing my personal experience. I'm hoping to create a community where like people can, I guess, support one, one another and just enjoy this podcast together. And that is how it is. But I mean, I'm barely one year in, like half a year in, but I'll continue to do this because this is, I'm quite committed. I, and, and, and I think it's, it, it, it will keep going for the foreseeable future here. Like seeing how I was able to commit to my YouTube channel, my other YouTube channel for a year, more, more than a year already, one and a half years, you know. This podcast is also another avenue for me to express my thoughts and everything and this podcast i think as far as <laughs> preparation go and workload go it's way lesser than the gaming channel and 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 i think i really enjoy this more because it's easy to prepare and at the same time i get to um share a lot of my experience hopefully i can have a lot more experience to share like hopefully i still have ex- experience to share because <laughs> i i came up thinking like if I keep sharing all these things at one day right there's nothing more to share really like how many shit how many dirt can I dig how many (laughs) problems can I find for my for myself right hence at one point I need to decide what do I want to (laughs) like what what exactly do I want to talk about beyond my own problems isn't it maybe it's other people's problem I I don't know I don't know yeah so that's that like I I I I really appreciate the 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 whole workplace experience, the my, my work culture. And as compared to agencies and startups, it's definitely way better for sure. Coming from an agency uh experience, yeah, and hearing from what people are doing in Shopee. Yeah, and that's for work. And besides work, I think I've been also uh I feel like there's some sort of like innate Leroy's there's some sort of um un, 
unfinished business um, because of COVID. Uh, as much as I say this is a momentous year, right? Like, like it's not just uh, starting on my first year of, of my work. It is also um, a, a transition point, isn't it, where I graduated. And it's so sad, man. I think this COVID robbed a lot of the people like my age and the people that are one year younger from the standard uni experience. You can't graduate normally. You can still graduate. You still have your ceremony. But you can't like enjoy, take off your mask, like without any mask, take picture, have fun. And you can go for your graduation trip. That's the worst part. I couldn't go for my graduation trip. And the reason why, right, it's not really a privileged thing or whatever it is. I think everybody should go for a graduation trip in the sense where because that's the last time that most likely, right, you are going to be able to uh, coordinate so many people's time together because nobody is working. And most of them are not working. Most of my friends are not even working at all. And they are, at that point, I think people are, people will normally leave a few weeks before then they start working, right? So the way it works is they will find a job, then they'll have it start after graduation trip. Like that's the only opportunity, that's the last opportunity where you can actually coordinate everybody and have all of us go overseas together. And it's damn sad, man. I think, I think what really make it more worse is because we, were, we started planning for the trip very early on already. I mean, of course, you have to do that, right? You have to book tickets very early. Then you book tickets very early. Then we book our Airbnb. And, and then COVID happened. Like, what the heck, man? And the lead up was terrible because you kind of see this pandemic happen. Then I think, ah, it's okay, lah. we can still go overseas because my friends still went to Australia at, I think, at January or February that time when COVID was going crazy, like it's spreading already, but haven't reached global lockdown yet. Hence, thought maybe give us a chance. And then you know what's the worst part about it? I think I'm someone who, when I go overseas, right, I like to go and, I mean, you will do research and stuff, but some of my, some friends, like they just like to, you know, okay, you go and plan, then you, then we will just chill and not do anything. But for me, okay, I'm okay with planning and all these things, but I wasn't part of the planner. But I, I was, I, I, the way I enjoy um, this whole process is I will go and look out for a, a lot of things I want to buy, a lot of things I want to do for myself. Hence, there was a lot of anticipation and expectations going into it. Because the moment we book all the trip ready, right, then, I, then I think, hey, what should I, what should I do when I go there? What should I buy? Because in some sense, as much as you, as you don't plan, you need to have a rough sense of what you want to do, right? So I was just looking. Then I see, oh, I got all these snacks because one of my friends, like, uh, the the father is a air steward. Then he brought back uh, some very good snacks from Japan, and wow, that one's very nice. So I go and do research. What are the good snacks? Then I, then I write down all these snacks, all these names. <laughs> then I bookmark, I bookmark every single snack I wanted to buy, as as like a a a shopping list. Then after that, I'm done really, right? Then I started watching a lot of like uh Japanese vlogs. Um, people introducing Japan, like what to, where to visit, what to buy. Then I started from, okay, looking at matcha because I'm interested in caffeine and tea. So I started looking at what are the stores that sell tea leaves, uh, matcha powder, because matcha powder is a thing there, all right? Then I go and research, then I, <laughs> then I bookmark. Then I started going into uh, anime stuff and Gundam stuff, which, um, which seems quite interesting. I mean, I, I built a couple of like Star Wars kind of uh, Gundam model thing. 
and and I thought, hey, why not get into the hobby? Because it seems like Japan is a is a place where Gundam is very popular, right? Then I thought, oh, maybe it's a perfect opportunity to get into it because everything is cheaper there. Then I, <laughs> I started saving, saving, saving. Because okay, one of the things about the Gundam thing, right? I know this is a bit ner- nerdy talk, but I feel that Gundam is akin to Lego and it's akin to like the the modern adult coloring book where it's very 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 therapeutic where because everything is very tactile you are building things you are coloring and it is very relaxing it gets you it gets your mind off whatever because you're focusing on creating uh like building things up and drawing right so that is part of the attraction for me Gundam looks fine i mean everything looks the same overall but really it's the process of building that really makes it um very interesting and very enjoyable and and that said um so i just saved a lot of different gundams i i uh go and watch videos i see where to buy gundam and what to do all these things so essentially everything i search for videos everything i listed down and i have this whole long list of of bookmarks you know on my on my browser and that day struck where everybody is going to lock down and dang i still hold out hope no i held a hope where i just left a bookmark there and i just maybe maybe we will still go but the moment we ref- we refunded our plane tickets and and our airbnb right that was it man because i was watching so much video on japan that wow if it, it it was a terrible feeling man because i was so so anticip i was anticipating that already i can imagine oh going there with my friends we go at night izakaya go to the bar eat ramen drink beer oh i can imagine the experience but not being able to go there really suck and now if you want us to now if you want to go right it's also very hard right because everybody is working so you need to coordinate you can't like go on a nine day trip anymore because it's impossible to take a nine day consecutive off day, right? It's impossible. And there goes our chances. But I think there will still be opportunities. Not exactly to Japan, but um to like like um Taiwan or Thailand where uh you don't have to spend so much days, so many days. You can just spend like two to three days, that will be enough. I think really man. But deep down, deep down there's this uh pent up angst where I'm finished business with Japan where I I need to go. Since I mean as much as I deleted all the bookmark really because it was a very tough move to delete all the all the bookmark. But I think I I still I still want to go back there in the end. I still want to go back there. Yeah, so that's that. That's that. That's that's disappointing, but I guess I guess that's life, man. Okay, so beyond that, I think beyond not having like missing traveling over like to overseas i think one of the things i miss the most which is um which is kind of odd i think is the missing how the world smells like because i actually write down like the notes um the things i want to talk about and and this is kind of weird where i say i miss how the world smells like because if you wear masks right you can't really smell anything in in the environment and You'll notice that when you don't wear masks, like every every season of the year, you can kind of have a different smell. And I think that's part of the whole 
I don't know, living experience. And you know, like near the end of the year, you can smell like there's a certain smell when it's raining and wet. You can, okay, you have a certain smell. It it feels nice all these smells, but but I think wearing masks, you can't really smell anything unless you go and jog, uh, you go and exercise. But but I can't. But I don't uh, I don't I don't do that. <laughs> I don't exercise at all. That's why that's why whenever I go out right to to get get my food, uh, to get my lunch, I will try and take take down my mask when people are not. <laughs> When people are not like walking by me, you kind of get some semblance of normal life, some smells in. Okay, this is this sounds very weird. This sounds very very weird. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's that. Um, I think wait, what other things did I wrote, wrote down? Working from home is great. Working from home, um, I feel that now very hard to go back to <laughs> to working in real life really because I really enjoy like the the. The privacy of working from home. Um, I can't imagine how to work in real life because it. I mean, you work from home. The good thing is that for those who have started working, which is, I okay, based on what I see so far, the stats right. Um, most people are from twenty five, twenty, twenty two, twenty three to thirty five, and it's split into two portions. This twenty two, twenty three to thirty five, right? It's split into two portions because. I don't know. That's how it works in on on the on the analytics part. So I would guess like the first half is semi, like like half of it is students, half of it is people who are just started working. Then the other half is just um people who are way older that are working, which is interesting. I suppose I I guess majority of us are are working to begin with really, but working from home. The good part about it is that the privacy. What I meant is. Um, if you, if you you can have private when you have a meeting with your colleagues, right, to discuss stuff, it's between you and and your colleague, and that and, and nobody can hear it. So if things cock up, right, you can handle it with within one another. You can you can manipulate and you can shape the optics. <laughs> that's how they how that's 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 how they put it, right? But if you are at a workplace, I mean, you won't be zooming them or teams calling them right you have to you will be walking over and then whatever you say whatever call call you do people can hear hence it's like it's damn weird now like having to do like um if you go back to office you have to do this kind of calls i mean we, do have, we can't do this kind of calls anymore then you have to meet in person and that's damn weird yeah yeah i i, I don't know man i think Starting work, starting your first career, uh, work from home, it's a, it's a very different experience, I would say. Yeah, I think that's that's one of the biggest factor. That's why I'm I'm a bit hesitant about going back. But that's that. I think no choice, right? If they want you to go back, you can't say no. Uh, our company being like HR recruitment, they also emphasize on this kind of like work life stuff, right? Hence, they are very nice to offer some sort of hybrid work. Work. I don't know how do you put it. Hybrid workplace or something, where they give you like autonomy to say like you if you you can work from home and it's up to you based on what your, what are your needs, and they don't really give you a hard and fast rule where where they say oh three day work at home two days work in the office. They just give you they just given us a guideline where they say um, if. If your work requires thinking or concentration, then stay at home. 
if you need to take care of your child, stay at home. If you need to collect parcel, also can stay at home. So it's mainly just guideline. Mainly is what they provided is guideline in general. Overall, that's that on COVID. Um, there's nothing else. I I just it's kind of sad uh, like not being able to meet up as much with my friends. And I think the COVID thing really robbed us not just of the graduation trip. It also robbed us on key experience, all right, the graduation ceremony, and most importantly, the small things. The small things. If you didn't realize it, is during this first year, right, of graduation. Um, after graduation where everybody is earning money, you have spending power already, and you have no real responsibilities because um, you don't have children now. A lot of, people, a lot of us don't have children. And that's the, that's the period where you have a lot of time and a lot of money where you can just enjoy life. And the fact that we can't go overseas, we can't even hang out with our friends, that is very sad. And the fact that you look at this, COVID situation, you can't see this, I can't see this going anywhere, going any better. It's going to be here forever. And it will take five years, about more than five years to, for us to go back to some semblance of normalcy, right? Or a new kind of normalcy, which is pretty sad. I think, I think the way I look at it is, by the time we can travel, it's about 30 plus. I mean, we can go travel early on when they have the VTL thing. But then every, few season they say oh there's a new variant there's a new variant then like how 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 are we gonna do that <laughs> yeah so i felt that like we can't it kind of rob us of our of our youth of our time where we can actually spend money we have the energy to do that by the time we reach 30 plus i think people are settled down really and have they have children and that's quite sad i don't know that's quite sad I think the kind of impacts, the mental impacts it has beyond uh, physical and health impacts can be much more, much more long-lasting and, and tremendous and, and more, it cuts deeper, I feel. There's a good chance that it might cut deeper than all these, um, uh, all these health issues that people get, right? As much as health and death is worse, but I think the mental toll that it it puts on people could be much more enduring, I would say. And and that's that. That's that. Um that's for COVID. And now I think the last two points I put down is reflecting on the podcast and hopes for the new year and future and the rest and like just new year resolution in general. And yeah, I think as much as this is like a, a year-end New Year special, when I look back at the podcast, I've been doing it for about close to... If it's, if it's coming out in, in Jan, I suppose by then it'll be eight, 8 months really. 8 months. Which is not too bad. I've been doing this for quite a while already and I've seen growth and... And you know, it's pretty funny. I, I think I, sh- I shared this before in one of the podcasts. I'm not quite sure how many has, has heard it before. But I was, I was like working towards my, to, to, to like coffee shop to have, have dinner, I think. Then, of course, when I walk, I would, I would go and check my phone. And then I see, oh, how is the podcast performing? I know it's, 
it's not super big uh, so there's not the numbers are still very small but i would i would still be interested in seeing then i see then then at one point right i i was staring at the numbers i see because i was i feel that there's something special about hitting 50 to 60 listeners because at the start it was 10 20 but then hitting 50 to 60 feels a bit significant and when i was staring at the numbers it was like 60 listeners people who listen to like 60 per episode i was staring at it and it felt so different you know it felt so different because i mean like what i mentioned i have a youtube gaming channel where it hit 1k and of course 1k felt very like sizable and you have uh hundreds of people watching the videos but but it doesn't felt it doesn't feel relatable at all it doesn't feel relatable at all but this podcast felt different maybe it's because it's a I talk about my life and 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 it's something personal and it, it doesn't feel like people will be interested in this kind of stuff and seeing the 60 like 60 person listening to it then it just kind of there are some moments in life where like you know it kind of things like dawn on you there wow 60 person it's like it's like a classroom you know classroom is about 40 right? it's more than a classroom one and a half classroom that is listening to this podcast and and as much as you know it's we are nowhere near uh the the top dogs but just this alone this moment between me and the numbers and you guys um 60 seems pretty big and i was like wow not bad like somebody is <laughs> unbelievable someone bothered to listen to this podcast like i still can't believe it like who who is listening uh what what is going on <laughs> yeah and i i mean and i get a little pair of paranoid whether these are all bots or not <laughs> but i mean i think the difficult part is because the podcast doesn't have any comment section right hence it's more of a personal experience i feel people don't really um um comment on all these things yeah and it's like that's that i think I think podcast in general is also a personal experience. It's, I, I don't think I haven't seen people like talk to each other about podcasts they listen to. Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen that before. So that's pretty interesting. But anyway, um just overall I think um my hopes for the podcast really is I've been thinking about it. It, it it's it's just to continue to grow long. It's it's to continue to churn out like weekly episodes and not miss a week at all because it's i think it's kind of i don't think it's possible and i and i don't think i should be missing a week because i mean it's just talking all right how hard can it be i just need to prepare and i just need to record myself so i I wouldn't be missing it and my hopes is that it's, it's to continue content creation and have continued growth and beyond that i think hopefully we can um i think maybe one year in i will set up like a kind of a donation page or or subscription page because i think spotify have this subscription thing for podcasts really where you can subscribe to to your favorite podcast and and you can subscribe monthly and you can get uh exclusive content which, which is how, it depending it depends how I, how how I create it like I can create like um one exclusive episode per per month and then um if you subscribe for one year then you have twelve exclusive episodes 
yeah, some sort of monetization means. It's not, I think the, at the end of the day, right, really it's not about uh, earning money for myself. It's about using that money, right, to, to grow this, this whole um, project where I see where this goes is essentially continue to build a community and to reinvest into like better equipments, um, better experience. And one of which is, is videos um, and live streaming. I feel that there's a lot of potential where you don't have to just listen to me through this podcast. We also can diversify into other forms of medium like videos where people who enjoy watching videos can enjoy the podcast as well. Where the way I picture this, I think I said it like in the last few episodes where my hope is that it, it becomes like a video kind of podcast. Like you see a lot of the, the podcasts nowadays that have video form, right? And you just have me uh, sitting at like a reading corner. You have a very nice cushion, leather or non-leather or just cushion sofa. Armchair, armchair, armchair. So then you have like bookshelves at the back and then you have a carpet, like, like rugged carpet on the floor. And it's a very chill, very nice looking hippie corner. And then I'll be doing my podcast from there. And then you'll be seeing me sitting on my chair, I think drinking tea or coffee, whatever it is, and just talking. So it creates a very kind of chill fireplace vibe, the kind, uh, if I didn't know, like the kind of, you know, you see those, <laughs> you see those pictures in Ikea, I, I, Ikea, whatever it is, those settings. And then we just talk about, talk about life, I guess. It, it's pretty fitting, isn't it? And it's really cool. And we can kind of provide some sort of <laughs> armchair therapy thing. Yeah, that's where I want to go. That's why I was very hesitant about creating videos. I was, I, I think the strategy at the start was really to have the YouTube channel. Um, currently there's a YouTube channel, if you didn't know, where I try to create videos to drive views, drive listeners to the podcast. And of course I created those, uh, like videos about, um, like latest gossip or rumor, because that is the easiest way to gain views. But over time, I kind of just think about about it like like it's difficult man i think in singapore right if you don't do gossip farming all this you, you don't find gossip or rumors and all these things right on other people's problems um it's very hard to gain views in singapore it's so small and i and i think people also generally come to youtube to seek entertainment if you don't provide any form of entertainment and you talk about like very depressing things and and you are not very entertaining, right? I think whatever we are talking about, I don't think it's particularly entertaining and it fits the YouTube format at all. And it can be very hard for you to gain any views and any traction. And I feel that this podcast, right, is, it, won't, it, it, it will have difficulties growing if, um, if I just rely on posting podcasts every, like every week or so. Hence, I needed like the YouTube channel to kind of work. But I think I have a tr- struggle of deciding whether should I continue to gossip farming, which I don't think so, which I don't think is a good idea. And also at the same time, um, there's a lot of gossip farmers really in, in Singapore. And, and I mean, they are doing very well. And, and you don't need another gossip farmer. I think, I think that's, the, that's the case. That's the way I look at it. Hence, I, need, I wanted to find something that is unique and that can gain views. 
which is very hard to find. Hence, I just left it for now. I just leave the channel as 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 it is. Yeah. So, like that, I think we can't can't really really can't really help it. I feel. I'm still thinking of what what to do for the channel that we can drive views. But I mean, currently I just focus on creating like episodes every week, like all the podcasts, like one like our weekly podcasting, and maybe we can grow. Like like grow from there organically, hopefully, and then maybe once uh we reach a certain stage where we can monetize the thing, then we can use those money to create like a set a setup like a like 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 what I mentioned on the set the armchair and all these things. Then we can create like those very chill videos we can post to YouTube. So instead of YouTube driving views to 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 the podcast, we can use the podcast. To organically grow, maybe it's a bit slower, but eventually we are able to get more money to create uh, better looking videos so that you can attract more people that can drive views to the podcast. Because right now I feel like all the videos I do, I mean, you look at my background, like some trash room, you know, like my room filled with trash, which is, I think, not so good, uh, I think. Yeah. And that's that. Um, that's like one of the things I want to grow, want to do. Um, in the future, which is videos. Um, beyond that, I think live stream also. If you can live stream the the experience, that would be great as well. So we can kind of do like a live stream version, where I just sit on the armchair, then I just talk. Then we can cut it down into short form, like the like thirty minute kind of like chill video. Yeah. So that's like the rough goal here. And I think. For the podcast beyond the video, also one of the things I wanted is just to grow in general, to speak more eloquently. I I think I say that quite a lot in this on this podcast where I just want to be able to convey my thoughts, and really it's a it's a skill. I think at first I thought it wasn't really a skill or anything. It it will it will take some time, and I thought it was a talent thing. Okay, sorry guys. I hope there was no strange disruption because I was like talking halfway, right? Then I see somebody calling me, and I don't know. I I I'm not gonna be cutting this part off and and put an intersection music or something. No, I just gonna say yeah, yeah. That's why it's difficult. I think I think it's quite it's quite challenging doing a podcast where you talk for about forty minutes, right, or one hour. Then you have no co-host. So you can't drink water because if you drink water, then you got then you make drinking noise, which I don't think some people like it. I don't I I don't like it lah. And 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 if you keep talking, your mouth becomes dry. Then sometimes you want to like, sometimes you 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 just get very tired. Then like ah, it's difficult. That's why like I think for those like one hour podcast, forty plus minutes, I got paused a few times. Hopefully it doesn't feel weird because I haven't listened to my podcast before, you know. I mean, I think maybe, maybe during this week where I'm where I'm taking my leave, right? Where I've got more time, I I should go and listen and try and reevaluate, and just kind of review what I'm doing and how to improve it. But overall, like what I mentioned, like the whole eloquent thing. Um, at first I thought it was a talent thing, but overall, after um researching and listening to what other people are saying, all those content creators, they realize it's a skill. It takes years to build up where, where, 
you know, I think at the beginning, there's a lot of issues where I keep on thinking, I find it very hard to, to convey my thoughts in words. It doesn't flow at all. It gets stuck. And, and after watching all those other content creators, I realized like it's more of a skill that you build up over time where eventually you reach a certain point. Things just start flowing naturally. And it's like writing also. And, and, I, I, and I kind of look at it and relate it back to my whole writing um, stint or career in that sense. I don't think this is a career. That's my progression in writing where I started out in secondary school as a terrible writer. My English sucks. And, and then um, as I continue to improve, I got into poly where I started writing like psychology, psychology paper, research paper, and it still was very shitty, but slowly, bit by bit, um, through feedback, I, I got better. And in, you, in, in army, surprisingly, I managed to meet people that are very smart. And through those like um, interactions, I kind of get a sense of how to look at things critically and then um, in uni, I managed to be super good at writing and I managed to score very well and I'm like one of the top few people who write very well in terms of research paper. So it's like a process and people always, and it's quite funny when in uni, you don't have people who, who just started their writing like journey where they never write a single paper in poly or JC before and you see them write a research paper and they keep on saying like, oh, it's a inspiration thing or whatever it is. And a lot of these things are not really true. I feel that when it comes to writing, you just have to write it, whether you feel like it or not. You don't have the inspiration. If you, keep, if you start writing it, right, eventually it will come. So I think that's one of those pitfalls that people have. And you look at um, writing classes or uh, advice that, that writers give out, popular writers give out. Then you kind of see, yeah, it's about the same as what I, what I experienced also. You just need to keep writing, then it will come. And... And it's just like a skill that you have to build up where I think once I hit uni, I was able to conjure words and convey my thoughts very easily. And everything was so smooth instead of in secondary school where it was like, wow, bits and pieces here and there looks, sounds terrible, reads terribly and all these things. Hence, I, I am taking the same approach with this whole podcast. Like maybe in the first two years, um it can be not so great but hopefully over time um it, it it gets better yeah it gets better um beyond that i think beyond hoping to speak eloquently and cutting down those filler words i i get super conscious <laughs> i keep on saying i realize I, I say a lot of souls i think and i, I repeat this way too much on every episode Keep on highlighting all these, all these doubts and insecurities, which is, I guess it's fine. If you're listening to it, I suppose you, you, you are okay with that. For those that cannot take it, then they will most likely leave by then. But that's that. Um, besides that, I think really just, this is the content that's also trying to go back to meditating. I think I didn't share this on the podcast before, but maybe in the future episodes I'll share this about meditating about doing mindfulness i think it really helps a lot in terms of staying grounded and and just keeping a healthy mind and not and 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 it kind of trains your mind in such a way where it allows you to not be rattled by uh emotional things and and i haven't done it for quite a while really because 
there was once where I done it for about two to three years. Then to me, it's very hard to see whether you got make any difference or not. But then once you stop doing it, then you can clearly see the difference. But then once you stop a habit, right, it can be quite hard to get back. Hence, I'm trying to get back to it. Yeah. And, and yeah, lor. so just try. Lor. Um, maybe you put a plan to it or something. But that's that. I think we have been talking for what, 44 minutes. Jesus, so long. So long. I hope it's good because along the way, I, I got cut a few parts. Like what I mentioned. I need to drink water. I don't know. I'll be discussing. It's like I, I feel that if I if you talk too much, right, you want to burp also, which is weird. I don't know why. Is that is that a thing? Um, so there are a couple of parts where I just pause, take a sip of water, and all these things. And yeah, if you are, uh, if you're interested to share any topics or questions, please uh email to Chilex Singapore Podcast at gmail.com. I wonder how many people are still listening, but um. Yeah, thanks for sticking by. Uh, I think let's just see next year. Hopefully next year will be a good year. More listeners will be good. Uh, yeah, and and I mean there's no there's no pressure for y'all to email. I think once in a while, couple of emails is good to know who am am I talking to. But it I mean there's no there's no pressure at all because just doing it for people and I can and, and it's not and I also don't email people alright I listen to podcasts I also don't email them right so I guess it's acceptable acceptable but that's that that's that I run out of things to say really to be honest I I'm very tired I speak for 45 minutes it's insane you know as an introvert you speak for 45 minutes and nobody can help you interject nobody can help you take the take the load off uh, insane like I'm not trained for this if I'm an extrovert maybe it will work because you've been hogging a limelight for since forever right <laughs> you can talk for 46 minutes without fail but I can't I can't oh, I die really I die okay see you all next week see you all next week